everyone. Welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 46. Don't fool yourself. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Welcome again, everybody. And this evening, I want to talk uh, from the title, Don't Fool Yourself. Last week, we talked about being anchored in Christ. And part of being anchored is really knowing and understanding who Jesus is. There is really no way to develop a relationship and be devoted to anyone if you really don't know them. We've all used the phrase before. Don't fool yourself. But as I was studying Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13, and let me let you know what it says. It says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. And that's the New Living Translation version. So as I was studying this, um, this thought, don't fool yourself, came to me. The scripture comes as a warning to tell us to be careful or see to it in other versions, which means really just to pay attention, right? So why do we need to pay attention? Because our very own heart may be deceiving us. Don't fool yourself means to try to make yourself believe something that you know really isn't true. Don't fool yourself. The word heart is mentioned like 800 times in the Bible. And none of these refers to the organ that's in our body that makes blood pump, right? Whenever we see the word heart in both the New and the Old Testament, it's being used figuratively. And it's referring to the affective center of our being. The word cardia is the Greek word for heart. And we probably recognize that because we all, you know, cardiac arrest or we go to the cardiologist. But cardia is the Greek word that refers to thoughts and feelings. It refers to the soul or the mind. It is the fountain and the seat of all of our thoughts, our passions, our desires, our appetites, our affections, our purposes, and our endeavors. So again, cardia, which is heart. When the Bible says heart, it's talking, it's, it's, it means it figuratively, not, um, not the heart that's in our body, but it's talking about this fountain. It is our our soul, our mind. It is our inner being, right? It is the place of our understanding, um, our will and our character. We have to be careful to make sure that that part of us is not sinful and unbelieving. Why? Because if you fool yourself into thinking that it is, it could cost you to lose your grip on the anchor of Jesus Christ. And it could also cause you to turn away from Christ. So we have to pay attention and we have to be careful to make sure 
that what the Bible refers to as our heart, our our core, right? That it is not sinful and that it is not unbelieving. Jeremiah 17 and 9 tells us that the heart, again, that inner place in us, is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Our mind is the place of decision. Our mind constantly wants what it wants. You you may have in your spirit, you may desire to do good, but just a few minutes in your own head can change what started out as something good and it can be turned into something bad. For example, I'll use myself for example. I know that eating certain foods is good for me. And my desire is to treat my body as the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am consciously aware of the things that I should refrain from um, and foods that will damage my temple or accelerate my death. But a few minutes of what I like to call stinking thinking will cause me to choose what tastes good and what may look more appealing than my salad and water. Our heart is deceitful. And by deceitful, it gives us this false impression, right? So for example, with my food choices, this false impression is, you know, this this candy or these cookies or this cake may look good, it may taste good, but the deceit of it is, is that it misleads me, right? It gives this false impression that it is good for me when indeed it is not. It may taste good, but it's not good for me. So deceit means to mislead or to cheat or to give a false impression. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are controlled by promises of fulfillment, happiness, and satisfaction, but it never pays out. The heart is like mm, putting nickels, quarters, or pennies into a slot machine. Well, I know. All of y'all are slave. Y'all never, y'all saved. Y'all never played the slot machines, right? But just bear with me. If you have played the slot machine ever before, or even if you've seen them, right, you know that most people will continue to feed the machine, the slot machine, believing that the next time they pull that lever or they hit that button, it's going to yield this winning line, right? It's usually three jokers or three X's or whatever it is, but it's going to, it's going to pop up this winning line. But the truth of the matter is, most of the time, it never does. And even if you hit the jackpot, you become so enamored by the feeling of success that you put all of your winnings right back into the slot machine. And this is why we have to check our heart for unbelief. Unbelief, you see, is at the core of all sin. It is our unbelief in God, our unbelief in his word, and our unbelief in Jesus Christ that causes us to lose the battles in our heart 
which is again, not the organ, but in your mind, your will, and your emotions. If you would, you could also think about it this way. If you are married and your spouse says that they love you, you believe them. You feel secure in your marriage. You feel secure in your relationship. But if your spouse begins to cheat on you, which is deceit, then you begin to question everything that your spouse says to you. Unbelief defiles your conscience. It it hardens your heart against the things that God has promised you. And in the example I just used, against the things that your spouse may have promised you. It hardens your heart against the truth about Christ. All of the truths that we covered last week, right? It hardens your heart against those things. And then unbelief makes the gospel of Jesus Christ because we learned about the truths about Christ, right? But unbelief makes the gospel of Jesus Christ then unprofitable to you and to me because we won't invest in the things that it teaches. It's like the married couple. Infidelity makes the spouse unqualified in the relationship. You may still be married, but there's probably no more intimacy. And instead of being in love, you just become two people who live in a house together out of the sake of convenience or out of the sake of appearances. Neither one of you want to get a divorce, so you stay in the relationship, but there is no real intimacy in the relationship. And this makes you unstable and untrustworthy. And the same thing happens to us in our relationship with Christ. Unbelief makes us unstable because we really don't believe all of the things that are that Jesus has said to us and promised us. We don't believe those things. So we become unstable and we become untrustworthy. It's not that he has changed, but it is that we are changing. Now we can see this drifting that we talked about last week. This drifting occurs because there starts to creep in this doubt, right? Your conscience becomes dull to the word of God and the ways of God. So slowly you begin this drifting away. And as you are drifting away, you then become influenced and intoxicated with the world system and the way the world does things and all of the influences of the world. And so things that God teaches us and that Jesus teaches us, those things now we start to mm, question. We, these, the things that we know that the Bible teaches us should be intolerable to us, we're now willing to accept. It is our belief in God. It's our belief in the word of God and in the son of God that opens the eyes of our heart. And again, when we say heart, 
We're not talking about the physical organ in our body. When we say heart, we mean the the fountain of our our inner core. We're talking about our our mind. When there is unbelief, our mind, our will, our desires, our purposes are no longer the eyes of our mind are no longer open but they become clouded and things appear to be pleasant or things that appear to be harmless are the things that now lead to our destruction. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 through 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. See, in order to ensure that you don't have a sinful, unbelieving heart, there are a couple of things that the scripture tells us that we must do. First, we must put off our old self. When we accept Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us that we become a new creation. So it means that we have to put off the old way, our old way of thinking, who we used to be, right? All of that that had been influenced and developed because of the world system, we have to put that off. We have to take it off. And then we have to be made new in the attitude of our minds. And this is the place that determines if we're even going to put off our old self or if we are even going to change our thinking. There is this war that happens and it happens in our mind. It is our mind that determines what we're going to believe. It is our mind that determines how we're going to act. And we have to make a determination that we are going to change the attitude of our minds. Many of us at this point is where we fool ourselves because we don't. We, we, we say that we accept Christ, but we never go to the next steps. We never go to being made new in the attitude of our minds. because. If you accept Christ and if you are made new in the attitude of your mind, you start to see and think differently. It it drives me totally up the wall, right, to, to know that people who have accepted Christ, who say that they believe Christ, but who continue with the same way of thinking that they did before they met him because the more you the more you study the more you the more you learn about Christ and we learned those truths about him last week right but the more that we know who Christ is and how Christ thinks 
then it should influence and impact our thinking. There is no way that you can say that you you believe Jesus Christ, but you still talk about people the same way you did before you met him. There's no way that we can continue to say that we know Christ and we have accepted his ways and we accept the word of God and we are still gossiping the same way that we did before we met him. The last step that the Bible tells us in Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, it says, by putting on the new self and, and your new self, right, is created to be like God. Again, Amago keeps coming up in all of these lessons because we are supposed to become a reflection of Christ. And amago is when we are mature, right? That we are changing and we are growing and we are developing ourselves to be like Christ by putting on his ways, becoming a true reflection of him. This requires that we activate what we say we believe in our heart. What is it that you believe in your inner core? What do you believe? Do you really believe the word of God? Do you really believe that he says that by the same measure that we we judge others, that's what we're going to be judged by? Do you really believe that? Don't fool yourself into thinking that your heart is pure and that you believe God and that you believe his word. You have to pay attention to your heart so that it does not lead you into sin. As I was studying, I was amazed to to you know to learn and to realize that it really is based on what we say we believe that determines how how we yield to sin and the thing about sin is is that it can so easily i want to say like blind you but it can so easily make you think that the little things that you're doing that are not like god that is not like christ that is not a reflection of him is not going to continue to lead you down this path. But sin is progressive. You you commit one sin, you do something wrong, and you don't check yourself, you don't check your heart, then it's easy for you to continue to become, let's just say, even more abusive towards people. And I'm I'm talking about this because I'm learning more and more that, you know, the people that we are encountering, we are supposed to be the light of Christ to them. But how can we be the light of Christ if we are not reflecting him? When we read and learn about Jesus Christ, he never... He never gossiped about people. He never made himself um, better than other people, right? Again, 
we have to pay attention and we have to check our heart so that our heart doesn't fool us. Don't fool yourself. Our heart doesn't fool us into believing in something that really isn't true. Don't let your heart fool you into believing that your heart is pure and that your heart is righteous when you are really not believing God, you're not believing his word, and you're not believing Christ. Because again, if you do, then it means that you are putting off your old self and that you are being made new in the attitude of your mind and that you're putting on the new self. Don't fool yourself. Thank you for joining me this evening. Please make sure that you download the Omega podcast on Spotify. Check out the notes section in Spotify, and there is a link that will allow you to support the podcast by subscribing. And I have great news for everyone. I am now on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube by typing the at symbol at Amago Him. You will find several of my videos there on the Amago channel, and I will continue to upload videos. Please make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube page. You may also visit our website. The videos are down there, um, are there as well, as well as finding out all of my coaching and leadership development services. You can find me on Instagram as well at Amago Him or join me on Facebook by typing I-M-A-G-O. Be sure to like and share the weekly reels and posts. Please email me with your comments, your questions, and your feedback at amagohim at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Until then, we shall be just like him. Mm-hmm.